0: On this edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, a production of our YouTube channel here where you can get the recap after every Cubs and White Sox game, Gordon Wittenmeyer and I chop up the NL Central, who's going to be buyers and sellers, and Gordon talked to Shohei Ohtani one-on-one at the recently completed All-Star game. What does Ohtani say about the Cubs? Welcome into the Cubs Recap podcast here on our YouTube channel, available audio only anywhere you get your podcast. With my partner, my guy, Gordon Wittenmeyer. I'm David Kaplan. Okay, Gordon, let's get right into this. Out of the break, as we're taping, the Cubs lose two of three to Boston, and they lose the first game to the Washington Nationals. That's freaking Nationals! Give me a
1: freaking break. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. They did
0: not play well. Last night on Monday night, Smiley was eh. Command wasn't great. They didn't play clean baseball, and they battled, but just not good enough, obviously. So do you believe this next seven days, two more with the Nationals, four with the Cardinals, and then two at the White Sox, and then four at the Cardinals, so let's call it the next 10, 12 days, will determine what Jed Hoyer does, buy or sell, or you've already made that decision? I've already made that decision. That's the next 12 games, right?
1: And they should yeah. be able to clean up. But they should have been able to compete better with the Red Sox, who are a good yeah. team. Albeit they're a good team, but they're not a great team. And they should and, and they should be able to sweep the Nationals with the with the pitchers they're gonna roll out there and some of the some of the guys they got in that lineup. Cody Bellinger's hit great uh, the the last few weeks. They mm-hmm. should be able to sweep that series. And they've already they're already in the hole in, in one game. I mean, these are the games they have to win. They're already playing from a deficit. I think when you when you look at these next 12 games and you try to say they're important, I think Jed's way too smart for that. He's also way too smart to say this. But it's the previous 18 games where the decision was made. They're six and twelve in those games. And while there were some flashes against maybe the Yankees and they split with, with a couple of good games against the Brewers, that just ain't enough. Not when you started the way you did, not when you put yourself in this position. And I know our guy, Justin Steele, we talked to him at the all-star break. We've got a clip from him. You guys have maybe deeper starting pitching than anybody in the division. And uh, that should bode well for a team performing well the rest of the way. But how concerned are you that they might be sellers come deadline time? And how frustrating is is it that that's even a question? Um, I mean, I was just talking about it a little bit ago, but I, I, everybody, if you ask anybody in any clubhouse, you know, we think we're fully capable of winning ball games against any club at any given time, any game, doesn't matter who starting at all. But we feel like we have that kind of roster, you know, losing Dansby with the heel contusion obviously hurts a little bit, but I think we'll get him back pretty soon. And, I mean, I feel like we just have, like I said, anytime we're on the field against any team, we feel like we can win, you know, it's just whether a little luck goes our way, it goes the other way, and us Also, saying when you look at the run differential, like you know, some of the underlying stats, like it doesn't say we're a bad baseball team. It says we're pretty, you know, we're very good. We're capable of winning ball games. So um, I would say that's what might be the frustrating part is, you know, you not know, seeing being able to see the results. You know, even though we're playing decent, he he says kind of what Jed says. The peripheral numbers suggest this team should be better. They have confidence that they're better. They think that they should be able to win and maybe stave off a sell mode situation, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that ship is, is already sailed.
0: Okay. So let me ask you a question. I have talked to an agent last night, Monday night, I'm watching the game, sitting there ticked off that they're losing to the nationals. And I get a phone call from a friend of mine. Who's an agent. And I said, let me ask you something buy or sell Chicago Cubs. He said, you're playing a dangerous game there if you keep selling and think you're going to go into the winner and start He said, first of all, free agent class isn't great. That's A. B, how many guys re-sign if you say, well, we'll trade Bellinger and Strowman and get them back? Not very often, he goes, other than a Aroldis Chapman as a big-time player, go back to where they traded him. He said, but the most important thing, C, is guys are starting to say, I don't know if the Cubs are committed to winning. He said, and when you're the Cubs with that financial might, I don't believe you can just willy nilly sell guys again because you think the season's over. He said, I'd go to both those guys, especially Bellinger, and I'd try to get him re signed right now. What do you say?
1: I say, who was this agent you were talking to? Bellinger's agent? Scott Boris? No. Because I think Bellinger was a one year deal a one-year proposition for the Cubs from the start. Either way, either way, it was either going to be he gets hot and he's got like an 880 OPS now, and he's really raked over the last three weeks or so. Either he gets hot and you ride him for what he does for the lineup into the playoffs, and then and then he goes his way afterwards. You get a compensation pick for him because he's going to just price himself out of what's reasonable for probably who he is going forward and then as far as uh, Stroman goes I think that again they've sort of said they've sort of showed what they think right they had they didn't engage him in extension talks he's publicly come out and said he wants that and they didn't engage him in those talks he's 20 starts in he had a good one the last time out that was the one win against the Red Sox Yep. um does he do this going forward into his thirties where you're going to go give him top dollar both these guys have a chance to go into free agency this offseason and make a bunch of money now i've said it all on you and i have talked about this they're the chicago freaking cubs they ought to be able to do whatever they want at the yeah. end of the day what happened here with this team was they sort of effed up the the like when you put these, it's hard to put a good team together when you're starting from the deficit that they were starting with. So when they go out and pay for some good players, they got good return on on Stroman, certainly this year. And you could argue last year he was hurt he got sick. Um, certainly Bellinger. Um, I think you're happy with Dansby Swanson. I mean, these are good things. You extended Nico Horner. I don't think anybody's got a, any problem with that, even if he's not hitting them now the way he was earlier. Same way with Ian Happ. I think long-term people are okay with that but you only had a few major league players coming into this season and you were bringing a whole bunch in from the outside again, and it didn't work in in large part because you failed on the bullpen rebuild. So now you got to do it again. Well, do you do it again by doubling down on a couple of guys who you're probably not going to replicate the production long-term out of going forward, or do you go back in with those resources knowing that you got a couple of young pieces coming and, and build again? I like the idea of you are a big market team. You should always be trying to win. Absolutely. I just think that this ship with this team sailed. And I also, I also, I just believe that the decisions have already been made on this. I don't know that selling now is selling willy nilly. I don't think that's, I don't think it's, it's its own decision, but it you turns don't think out to it be sends a
0: bad message.
1: Oh, it sure. It does course it does it does every time you do it as a big market team i just don't think like like if we're talking about this as a process if you were okay with it last year and you were okay with it the year before then then there's nothing per se wrong with it this year because you're not going to win with this group right now i think when we talk about the peripherals and we say they should be better and maybe they will get better and it's a bad division and the whole thing fine, you can say that all day long. I also think, and I think you've said this before, I think you believe this, your record is who you are. Agree. And, and so there's reasons why they're, they're where they are right now. Some of that's the bullpen. The, the bullpen doesn't have any peripherals to hang your hat on. They, they haven't performed well. And the lineup is, is is the lineup. It's better than it was last year. It's not, it's
0: not a world beater. You, now, the one thing I would tell you is over the last six weeks, I think the Cubs are second- in the National League and bullpen ERA, as a collective for the season, there's been too many hiccups for me. Too yeah right. And, that, and that's what happens over a long
1: season is you have those moments. I'm, I'm here in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got the third worst starting rotation in baseball. They got two of their best pitchers on the I.L. But the last five or six starts, they put together a pretty good run. July yep. looks a lot better than their other months so far if you want to start breaking down their numbers. But that ain't going to hold up. That's just not going to sustain because that's not who that rotation is. But everybody has their moment in a long season. The, the, the These Reds pitchers who are on the active roster right now are having their moment. Those Cubs bullpen guys are having their moment. That's not a long-term thing to bank on.
0: So we are – What, two weeks away, and then the trade deadline gets here. What, not what you would do, what do you think Jed does? Because the other day, it's Saturday, Marcus Stroman pitches a gem. The Cubs drill the Red Sox. Then after the game, Stroman comes out and says, look, I get it. It's a business, but I want to be here. Bellinger wants to be here, and we understand the business side. We love everything about being Cubs, and we want to be here. And don't tell me about doing this, and we'll sell, and we'll try and compete. You should compete every day as a Chicago Cubs. And we love the owners. We love the management. We love our teammates, our managers. We love everything here. We don't want to go anywhere. Does that weigh on Jed at all or no?
1: Well, it has to. Look. We both said this, I think. I know I said this coming into this season on this podcast. This is the year we find out how good a manager Ross is and how good of a top executive in the front office that Jed is. Because this is finally Jed's team. He's had two years to put this together after tearing it apart. And this is finally a team with enough talent that Ross has something to work with in a normal season that's not interrupted by. Uh, labor issues or a pandemic. And so what have we seen? We've seen an imperfect roster and definitely nothing close to, to a, a competitive season. I'd say, I would say nothing close to a competitive season because you're in a crop division and you're eight and a half games out as we record right now. And you're well under 500. Uh, you should be a lot better than that. Uh, for the resources you've devoted to this and for what you said you're trying to put together. Um, So, I mean, that's that's where I go when I say that they, they whether they should be, that they're going to be. The sell mode is the realistic approach here. Now, when it comes to these guys, you need pitching, you need starting pitching. I don't know what their internal evaluations are on some of these guys at AAA now that are getting close, um, where they want to, take one you know whether they want to sort of bank on some of that coming next year and make that part of their competitive equation if so strowman has gone if not okay stro put your money where your mouth is we don't want a super long-term extension here what are you willing to take the money if the money they should be able to compete for whatever they want but long-term on, on Strowman, i don't know uh, they How clearly don't want you to
0: get bellinger
1: I'm personally, this is just personally, just, just me. I I got no issues with the guy. Right. But I'm a little leery of what I've seen the last three years going forward, super long with him and banking on what you've gotten so far this year. I take him at his word that he loves beating Chicago. The numbers speak for themselves in terms of what he's capable of, what he's been able to do there, his comfort level there this year. He's going to go into that free agent market. Now, whether the Cubs are part of that equation or not, he'll listen. I'm sure he's going to try with Boris as his agent to maximize that market. He's still a young player and he's got some massive numbers the first three years of his career. And now he's stacked another one of those on. He's come back out of the, all those pandemic years, the year with the injury, and, he, and he's able to stack this on top of that and say, look where I am. I'm back. He's going to try to leverage that for a top-of-the-market deal in length and years. I don't trust what I'm going to get for, say, a – and and we know 10-year contracts aren't really 10-year contracts. They're about the AAB, so maybe it's seven. But a max – sort of a a max-level type uh, length of contracts, I don't know if I want to put my eggs in that basket. So if you
0: called him up right now – or walked up to him and said, I'll call Scott, Cody, what if we go four years at 35 a year? You think he'd take it?
1: Uh, I doubt it. I don't know if the Cubs would go that kind of AAB uh, Four for 30 that- a year. That's four for that four five year range. I mean, that's, that's your sweet spot is the club for sure. But that's a, he better get complete max value on the AAV on that, the 35 or 40 range because he'll be 33, 34 years old at the end of that contract um, on a four or five year deal. And that's a bad time to try to cash in for a big deal as a free agent. So, it's just you're, – you're just kind of – this is where he's going to want years. He's going to want years. And he's going to – and the years is going to – I mean, the AAB might be 20-something. might be 25 for an ideal long-term contract. But, but then maybe that's a eight- to ten-year deal.
0: Yeah, see, I don't think because of the hiccup he had for three seasons, I just don't see a team – again – Never doubt Scott Boris, but my team—if I was running a team, Cody—I'll give you four years. I'll give you a fair AAV, four for one twenty, whatever the number is. I cannot give you seven and eight years. You want to put a couple of team options or vesting options where you do X, Y, and Z, and I'll vest your option. Count me in, but beyond yeah, that, I guarantee a long term like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is perfectly reasonable. I think you're right. Here's the other thing to keep in mind. The Dodgers didn't trade him. Um, they didn't give him a qualifying offer. They released him. Right. They could they could have kept him through the arbitration arbitration process. He might have got same similar amount of money uh, for the one year. They could have had him for about what the Cubs paid for. It might have cost a little bit more in arbitration, a million or two more. Dodgers certainly can afford it, especially on a one-year deal. They're trying to reset, so I understand there's some of that in play. But but the Dodgers got nothing for him. The Dodgers gave up on a 20-something-year-old former MVP who was a Rookie of the Year, hit bombs left and right, and they gave up on him at twenty, what, 27, 28 years old. Yeah. And got nothing back for him. Friedman's no fool. Andrew Friedman is not a fool. I mean – that's gotta make me at least pause when I think of that.
0: Okay, let's also talk about if you look at the central division, St. Louis is you know twelve games under as we're taping this. I don't think they're gonna make a run in the division. Milwaukee doesn't seem to want to spend any money. Pittsburgh doesn't spend any money. Well, let, me, Red- let me
1: let me back up. Let me let me tell you something. Talking to Corbin Burns at the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. He talked. To, to their uh, their GM, uh, Matt Arnold, during or leading up to the All-Stars. I guess this guy goes into the lunchroom all the time, pregame, and he, and he sits and has has pregame meals with, with a lot of the guys. And is just an open book. You ask him whatever you want. Burns talked directly uh, to the horse's mouth on this and was told that after what happened last year when they sold off Josh Hader and completely depressed that clubhouse, and then they missed the playoffs by a game. And the team that beat him for the last playoff spot winds up in the World Series. He says they are going to buy this year. He's not getting traded. And that it sounded like they might even be, at least as Milwaukee goes, maybe even a little more on the aggressive side. So I'd keep an eye on that.
0: That will be very interesting to see how what their idea of aggressive is and what our idea of aggressive right. is. Right. 100%.
1: But you were talking uh, about the the, the the division at large. But I just wanted to say that Milwaukee might go out and do something.
0: Okay. You also had a chance to talk to Shohei Ohtani at the All-Star Game.
1: Shohei, <laughs> so I heard uh, various reports the first time you were a free agent about Chicago and the Cubs and how close you might have come to signing with them. How close uh, was it with them? How much did you like them? And is there any appeal... For you to Chicago going forward.
0: I you have to I I'm Really care, well, <laughs> All
1: those reports um, probably Most of them are lies. Nice. They just make stuff up. So... You should believe everything you Okay. So what should I believe? Do you like Chicago? Chicago. I like that. I don't say
0: that. I just want to say, I'm not saying that article's a lie or anything, but I can't really talk about that. I'm just going to keep that to myself. But I love this. I like the city of Chicago and I think clubs are a great organization. I want you to tell people what that experience was like and what you felt he said.
1: Uh, basically what he said is, the cat man is full of crap. I think I was almost word for word. You can play the video, but I think pretty much that's word for word. I I told him about you know reports that he came close to signing with the Cubs that he liked the Cubs. What's the truth of that? He said, "Don't believe everything you read." Those 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 are lies. Then I said, "Well, okay, what what should I believe?" And then he said, "Well, I'm not saying they were lies, but." Uh, I'm going to keep that to myself and and, and so on. But basically, the cat man doesn't know what he's talking about. That that was my takeaway.
0: You tell Shohei Otani, I'll take him deep anytime. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I watched the video a number of times. Do you believe he is about getting the last dollar? Do you believe, nope. If he thinks he can win there, and the, obviously the contract's fair, he's in. He wants to go in.
1: Uh, I think that he's going to get paid no matter what. Right, a, a record in all likelihood, no matter what. So you're talking a hand, a very handful, few teams, right? And those teams, if they're going to go after him, are going to be all in. We know that. And so then, so then, I do think especially a guy that has spent his career up to this point not even sniffing the playoffs, I think that's what he wants. That's the only thing missing. I mean, he's, he's Babe Ruth. I just, saw another, I just saw another graphic the other day that showed him through this point in his career. His numbers and Babe Ruth's numbers are almost identical, pitcher and hitter. Which is, it's just amazing. It's fascinating that a player in a modern game could dominate like that on both sides. We've talked about it for so long. Uh, he's he's a unicorn but what did Babe Ruth have once he started doing that they won World Series every year yeah correct this guy that's what's left right he's already getting compared to the all-time he's already getting called maybe the all-time greatest player right ever the only thing missing is winning he's going to get his money so and by the way this is where I think it hurts the Cubs that they didn't get this right this year and, and maybe you could even say last year. The fact that they blew it up twice in 10 years, the fact that they haven't put it back together again, and now this guy's available, even if they want to go all in on him, I don't know why in the world he would choose the Cubs.
0: Well, that's why you don't trade Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman and blow it up and have the narrative be, yeah, the Cubs. They're just about reselling every year. How do you walk into the that meeting and go, "Hey, show, hey, here's whatever the number is $600 million, and we're all in to win, really? Because every year up. you got to sell.
1: Hold up, dude. Okay, I'll go throw. I'll go throw a blank check at Strowman. I'll go throw another blank check at Cody Bellinger. I'll, I'll lock them all up. All right, all the great talent that we think is on this team. They're still not a winning team. They've still not done it. Who does that remind you of? It reminds you of the freaking Angels who went out and spent on Rendon, spent all that money on the extension for Trout. They've spent on pitching recently. They still haven't sniffed the playoffs. You're He's right. not going to sign up for another Angels.
0: You're right. I cannot disagree with what you're saying. All right, before I let you go, we've got, as I said, two weeks toward the trade deadline. Will the Reds be active?
1: The Reds will be active. I just talked to the GM again yesterday about that. And he said, even though that they got out of the gate slow, three losses in in the last four, um, that it hasn't changed anything about being buyers. They'll be active. I'm not sure, but they're the Reds, right? How active? I don't
0: know. Okay. You mentioned the Brewers. Will... The Chicago Cubs end up buying, selling, or not getting rid of anything of note. Yeah, maybe a reliever here or there, but they're going to hang in there.
1: I think you have to trade Bellinger because at the end of the day, and we've already talked about this, at the end of the day, I don't think you're going to resign him. And if you don't think you're going to resign him, I think you let him go. And and if you think that this season, if you're not going to win this season anyway, and I've Pretty much think that's where they are, even if they keep guys. Let him go. And if you want to bring him back, compete with him in the free agent market. That's what you're going to have to do with him anyway. So we'll get something for him now. And then if you want to bring him back, tell him that's what your plan is. Um, and then and then go try to do that. But I think, that, I think the Cubs will sell something significant, whether it's both of those big guns or not. I don't know. Uh, we know that uh, Dusty and the Astros have already talked to the Cubs about Bellinger and Storming. So uh, Bellinger is the one I talked to Dusty uh, when I was in Houston last, and uh, we we brought up Bellinger in a conversation. He he didn't know what his team was going to do at that point, but, but yeah, he liked him. Uh, the pitching was a little bit different then. I think he, they feel like it's a little more urgent need now than it was in June. But uh, I think they'll sell him. The White Sox are the team to watch in Chicago because everybody's talking to them. Uh, the Brewers might be uh, in a market for one of their guys. The Reds have definitely talked to them. I think, uh, I mean, keep your eye on Lance Wynn. He might not cost a lot in terms of player capital. And he's a guy with a relationship with David Bell. So w- watch the Reds and the White Sox. I think there's something there. Um, and then uh, across the way in Detroit, they've got a couple guys. So,
0: Gordon? Gordon? He- have a great rest of your night. I will talk to you on our next edition, and let's keep the content coming, baby, because my Cubs about to get hot.
1: All right, Cubs. Take that.
0: Take that. My guy. There he is, the great Gordon Wittenmeyer. That puts a wrap on this edition of our Cubs Recap Podcast here on our YouTube channel, available audio only anywhere you get your podcast. For Gordon, for our great staff, I'm David Kaplan. We'll see you next time on the Cubs Recap Podcast. Take that and fly the W.